Yo, 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 guys. Welcome back to Game Frame Podcast, episode 44. It's your boy, Alberto Mendoza, and tonight's special guest is Samuel, all the way from the DMV area. And this guy is pretty much, it's pretty much a genius, man. Like, he went from creating, uh, from breaking down computers to building them back up to even started learning how to create websites, web developments, and even had a few clients during his high school days making 500 bucks per website development. I mean, talk about a hustle during high school. And he goes from there all the way to the West Coast and, and he creates his own media um, agency and he niches down to content creation, marketing, and web design. I mean, this guy has some really cool gems in this. So you bring your notepads, have your pens, get the notes app on your phone if you have it. You're going to really love this episode and I'm really happy that he was able to sit down with us and share his beautiful story. Really happy to have him. And guys, if you guys are on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that like, give us a comment, you know. And if you guys are on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever platform you're on, make sure you hit the subscribe button and share it. Take a screenshot, share it, and put it on your Instagram and tag us. Uh, it really means a lot to us. So episode 44 with Samuel. Let's go. What is up, Creative Gang? Today's guest is Samuel, all the way from the East Coast. First things first. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. Cheers, man. Cheers, Salud. guys. Nice, Salud. To meet you. nice to meet you. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Hey, it's Cinco. This won't air until four weeks from now, though, but it's all good. Arre. So, man, Sam, Samuel, Samuel, I already messed up. Dude, nice to meet you, man. I, we've been following each other for a minute, and uh, welcome to the podcast, dude. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. This is awesome. We're happy you're here. So, let's get right into it, man. Let's get how straight did to you, potatoes. How did you get into the creative space and give your background story? Cool, Where man. are you from, first of all? Yeah, so I'm from the East Coast. I'm from a place in uh, Maryland, about 30 miles away from Baltimore. That's usually like a good geolocator for people that don't know the east coast right um small towns so the dmv the dmv you're hip that's yeah right. so i'm from the dmv we have a one of our best friends lives there that's why oh, okay very yeah. cool Shit, my girl's from there so okay sick all right cool well y'all know where i'm from sometimes <laughs> i tell people where i'm from and they're just like where is that yeah like they've yeah. never heard maryland yeah this guy, maryland. He's, like, he's like you're a marylander i was like i'm a marylander lobster meat i'm just kidding yeah the crab yeah uh, yeah wait isn't that isn't that um isn't that uh new england though the, the lobsters I don't know. yeah i think uh maryland's known for its crabs Oh, okay. Okay. Old okay. Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah East for sure, Coast for sure. Dope, Bay. dope, man. Uh, but yeah, so I'm from the East Coast. Uh, I moved to California almost a year ago on next week. Shit, Damn. welcome. Yeah. Welcome, late welcome. Thank you, thank you. How's it, how's it been treating you? California's been great, man. Yeah. California's been great. Uh, the sun, the weather. I mean, I, I moved here for that, and yeah. I'm excited to be sitting at this table with you guys because a year ago, I'm on Instagram looking at hashtags mm-hmm. and I'm just like San Diego content creator, San Diego creative, San Diego videographer. Just trying to network. Just right? trying to network. Just seeing like what the lay of the land was like. Right. Mm-hmm. And I came across you guys. Damn. And so when I met him at that shoot, I was like, you're from In the Frame podcast, right? <laughs> and he's just like, you've heard my podcast? I was like, yeah, dude, I listen to it all the time. That is so tight. And uh, yeah, so like, thank you for having me, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm from the East Coast. Uh, I got into the creative game kind of young kind of early well, how, uh, how old are we talking by the way great beard dude thank you sir i'm just like acknowledging it just like man it's pretty dope i appreciate it <laughs> he's uh, trying to get to you but i don't know if he'll get i there. was there once remember and i was like <laughs> it was just too much for me to maintain so you're from the east coast how did how did this whole creativity thing how old are you by the way um 27 27 okay. you say you started at a young age 20 years ago i want to say i opened up photoshop for the first time Photoshop 7. Damn. And uh, I was attempting to build a website on GeoCities, the Yahoo website builder, Damn. for my gaming team on the 
gaming PC that I had. Right. Uh, to take you guys down, like kind of like how I landed there. I grew up in church. So my okay. dad, I grew up Pentecostal, which some people can relate to, which is like a, a stricter version of Christianity. Okay. Uh, and like, I grew up like no worldly influences, no worldly music, no TV in the house. But at seven years old, my parents were like, we're going to get him a computer. And so my mom gave me the best gift that she, she could have ever given me. And she gave me a compact Presario. And I literally just used it to play DVDs uh-huh. from like the video rental store. That was until I figured out that like you could play video games on these things. Yeah. So like all my friends are playing on PlayStation or Dreamcast, whatever have you. And I got this computer and I'm like loading into AOL chat rooms after I figured out that there aim. was an internet <laughs> aim. And that's kind of where like my story starts, man, uh, in the digital area. So this is what year? <coughs> this is 20 years ago. So I was my born. Math in- is horrible. <laughs> I'm horrible at math. Uh, 2000. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 2000. Born yeah. in 1993. So seven yeah. years later, 2000. Nice, that was easy nice, math. Because nice. Compact doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know what the fuck that is. It's a brand. It's a computer <laughs> brand, bro. I'll let it because I, I yeah. do at, at that same exact time era. My cousin, who I lived with, she had a one of those um, colorful, the irony, a colorful MacBook. Mm, uh, the see-through ones? Oh, you're talking about the Power Macs with like yes, the big CRT yes, towers yes. with the, the handle on top? Uh, it was just like the the, the screen. It, was like, it looked like a pair, but it was like different colors, multiple colors. And now, ironically, now that Apple dropped their new iMac Pros, and they're all like different colors, kind of like the retro look with the, the retro early colors. 2000s, exactly. So that's how, I, that's how I know about, I mean, all I knew about Apple that's pretty much it. Compact. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my parents started me on off on like the wrong note. Most creatives like grew up on like Apple or like right. that, that ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, my mom buys me a computer. I'm I get into first person shooters competitively. Mm. Naturally, what my, game is this? Uh, Unreal Tournament at the time. Never yeah. heard of Unreal. It. Yeah. So most, I think it's like Call of Duty or something mo- like mo- that. So or- yeah, later in life, Call of Duty. But most games are actually built off the Unreal Engine, and that was like one of like the flagship games. So oh. a game that's more popular that people would know is like Quake, or like Doom. Doom, yes. Yeah. So like all based off the same mechanics. Um, anyways, long story short, I got into that world. I wanted to build my gaming team a website, and I at this point at seven eight years old had kind of figured out that you could go online and find answers to things mm-hmm. this is back in 2000 and you were able to figure that out get that information this is but this is like you're like ahead of the curve th- that's how i felt then and like now when i look back like i have a little brother who's like 15 and i'm just like and he's just like emulating like a lot of the things that i did as a young kid and, and like i saw it when he was like when he was seven he's picking up my mom's phone doing stuff but now like the information is like really really out there where back then like the information was very scarce like you had to pay for that you had to go to college or go to some kind of tech school to like understand that process a hundred percent but you somehow you did you youtube before you did before youtube was a thing <laughs> I, I would you know it's so funny because as i get ready uh and we'll, we'll unpack that to like step into this like youtube world which is like i feel like very necessary for us as content of course, creators of now. course uh, even like podcast we preach like about youtube now. university all the time all day yeah um yeah man that's that's an awesome observation at a at a very young age whether it was the fact that like i'm in church and if i'm not at church i'm at school and if i'm not at school i'm at home and like the, the greatest and coolest thing in my life is this computer that's sitting in front of me right i just knew that it was a resource to like backtrack at that age i was already reading a lot of books too so like reading was always something that like i went to like yeah. i always i have this thirst for knowledge and I think that that's really why I enjoyed like the creative space and like trying to figure out how to build that website was because there was a way for me to figure out things how to and how to do them and right. I do them right yeah. So 
you you build this website and, and how do you go from there yeah so uh then i you know um fast forward let's say uh in, when i turned 15 mm-hmm. i'm in school i'm struggling in school because i don't have the attention to want to be in school <clears throat> right. i'm reading books during class like i can't wait to go home and get on my computer mm-hmm. kind of thing like I'm, I'm learning at home more than i'm learning in school yeah like that's how i feel right. i'm in aim chat rooms at a young age talking to adults you know like networking networking at a young age did you know you were networking back I then did. i had no idea you were just fucking I, I'm going just with online yeah you know like i felt like did I, you have did you have like <laughs> this is gonna sound really bad but like did you have friends i did yeah man or were you like a loner kid that was like in the computer all day so i think because really- like at your age dude me and this guy we, we grew up together so we fucking play football every single day after high school after high school after school at his front yard or at the park like we'd freaking play all these kind of games man like we're outside outside yeah were you um, like computer clubs or how? No, how? so like I've always, I've always, interestingly enough, for like this is the first time I've probably ever unpacked this okay. with anybody. We're honored. Uh, I'm honored to be here, man. Um, I had friends for sure, like the neighborhood kids. Yeah, like I had those; those were my guys. Like, and I'd hang out with them, then go home, get on the computer, and I'd be up to like two a.m. Gotcha, and then go to school. Gotcha, and just like kind of bullshit through school. Yeah. Um, when I turned 15, mm-hmm. just to kind of go back to where we were going, um, I like kind of figured out, hey, like I can make money. And like to just kind of take everyone At back 15, for a second. You're this. You got yeah. that hustle mentality. So my dad's a pastor, but he's also a truck driver. Everyone in our family is a bit like an entrepreneur of some sort. Like okay. two of my uncles, all in trucks. So my dad's a truck driver. Two of my uncles both had their own trucking companies, construction companies. So I've seen the hustle. And also I'm seeing because my dad's a pastor and I'm growing up in church. I'm seeing all these Latinos like literally suffering, breaking their backs, doing all kinds of odd end jobs. I am. I'm from El Salvador. Okay. Fully? Fully. Okay. Hablo español? Okay. Yeah, okay. man. A huevo. A huevo. <laughs> Arre. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, I, I grew up in that. Yeah. And and so even like my Instagram handle, and this is probably something I was going to unpack later, Honor the Vision is is all about that. It's about the fact that like I am the son of immigrants turned U.S. citizens that my mom cleans houses. My dad drives trucks. It's been that way my whole life. Mm-hmm. And like, I just always knew that there had to be a smarter way to get ahead. Yeah. And for me, my opportunity was that compact, gotcha. you know, like that world of knowledge that was given to me at a young age. Yeah. Like to this day, I don't feel that I am the best photographer, the best videographer or the best graphic designer. Sure. I just think that I have a good eye and like I've spent so much time. And I think that, the creative, um, like becoming a good creative is, is all about discipline. That's why you'll hear them say like multidisciplinarian and that that was just like I wanted those answers. Right. You know, so I just kind of dove into that world to, yeah. you know, like really unpack like what can I do with this? How can I make money with this? Um, and, th- and that's what I was doing at 15. I was like, people need websites. Like websites were starting to blow up. So my, my life from 7 to 15, what you were seeing happening in, happening in the technology space is we were going from dial up to DSL mm-hmm. and now cable. And mm-hmm. so like those changes were making huge shifts in like the world around us and how people buy from each other. And I was able to be a part of that. And so oh. at 15, I'm at Starbucks with like a church friend or, or something like that, I think was like the first client. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I can build your website, 500 bucks, mm-hmm. you know? Damn. And, and that was it. Like just from the jump, I was like, this is worth at least 500 bucks. And like the fact I- that at a young age, you're, you're able to quote 500 bucks, but fuck this photographers our age that they quote fucking photography for like a hundred dollars a session is like, 
the fact that you're like you had the balls of like yo 500 off the rip i'm 15 years old but what's good you know i've had a i've had some time to unpack why and this is a message to like all you creative people out there it's two part one raise your prices two ask yourself why you don't think your work is worth more and recently i've come to the conclusion that most people like are tying like a a whatever sense of self-esteem to the price of their work mm-hmm. like a lot of the time unless you're doing stuff in like the wedding space or like you know the like more of like the personal sector your work is being used commercially and so i've always wanted to work in the commercial side because it's always been really easy for me to be like your value the value of what i'm doing for you is quantitative because there's always going to be a return right but yeah, man, 15, I started building uh, websites mm-hmm. that evolved slowly into, okay, I need, I need images for these websites. Okay. And people need to like hire photographers. And at the same time, my dad hands me a film camera in church and he's like, hey, I want you to start documenting our church services. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a Pentax that I never learned how to use. Immediately, I was like, nah, dad, like there's digital cameras now. Yeah. And I got a- People a, still use those. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was at a shoot last week, and they had a, she had a big-ass Pentex camera. It was, like, insane. I still have the camera. Never shot film on it before <laughs> in my life. It sits on my shelf. It's a part of, like, yeah. you know, the office decor. Yeah. Um, my mom bought a Olympia PowerShot digital camera, and that then birthed uh, me taking pictures. Okay. Um, video was something I didn't explore until later in life, but that was kind of, to kind of sum that up, that's kind of how I got into the creative world, and those were the entrepreneur influences in my life, you know, from family and like being in church where like I just had this natural, my dad's a leader yeah. kind of role that I like flew into sort of. And like I was learning from how he would talk to people. Yeah. And that allowed me to like have that charisma with people. Interesting. That's so, so cool, man. <clears throat> one thing I do want to ask because the creative member out there is like, what the fuck? Like, how do you just learn how to build a website? So what Good question? What were you like using to like learn and, and what were your resources? Yeah, man. Um, so back then it was super limited. Uh, you would, I don't need, like, I'm trying to think, is Google a thing yet? Uh, possibly, but it's not what it, it is now. More, it was where, yeah. like Yahoo. Like they it was like Yahoo. Yahoo was a thing. I mean, should I still have a, my personal email still Yahoo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but just kind of just literally, quote unquote, Googling online and just figuring out from there. Yeah. So something that like a lot of people have no idea about, but I grew up in. Mm-hmm which is like where like before Facebook groups or before like Instagram, these like communities and like YouTube, there was internet forums. Mm -hmm. And like back then these internet forums were super basic, uh, but, but that's where you would go. And so I actually, as soon as you said that, I recalled exactly how I figured it out. Somehow or another in a chat room, I asked, Hey, how do I build a website for my team? Mm -hmm. And someone sent me, go to this, you know, graphic design forum, web design forum, and there I learned to like, you would click on a subject you were interested in, and then there would be discussions underneath that subject mm-hmm. and you would go into that. And so back then, now you can get like a summarized version of right. here's how to go from A to Z. But yeah. back then that didn't exist. You had to like, you had to like you decode things. Piecemeal. You would decode it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You would like, oh, okay, this is how you start. Um, and th- yeah, that's how it started. I love that you brought forms because <clears throat> to the young creators out there, like when I was in the car scene, I would like, man, like I saw this wing. I saw the spoiler in, in the, on the street. I can't, I'm Googling it, like uh, a cord wing or whatever. I can't find anything, can't find anything. And then one of my buddies, and when I went to a car meet, they were like, yo, go to forums. It was like 2008, 2009. 
And then he was like, go to forms. Like, what the fuck is a form? Like, just look up forms of your car. And legit, there's subjects. And you click on them. And there's a bunch of pictures and little subject areas of, that you want to learn about your car. Bro, I still use forms till today. Like, whenever Premiere is bugging out and I need to figure out what's going on with Premiere. So every other day. I literally go into forum and there's an answer how to how to do it. Like, if it's not on YouTube, I go to, like, Adobe forums. And it's all there. <clears throat> Adobe forums being one of the only places that are like still active, I think, Super for active. forums, yeah. Yeah. because of how many problems Adobe. Because Adobe just fucking. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 Why is Premiere doing this? It's like form, form, form. Yeah, seriously, dude, it's so fucking annoying, man. But okay, so you got we're 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 at the point where you discover photography. You're doing um, creating websites, and then from there, what do you do? Yeah, so um, kind of fast forward. Uh, I step into high school. I'm still doing that, like freelancing on the side. That's I pick so up crazy, maybe dude. one or two clients. My, I grew up poor. Like just to put that on the table, like when when people say that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I see it now. But like then it was like, I'm poor. Like I grew up going to like middle school with the same pair of pants and like the five for 20 Foot Locker t-shirts. And like I'd get one sick pair of shoes a year that my mom would buy me and they'd always like typically be like air force ones or the, the those, latest those are, 80, those are 80 dollars shoes right you know there. What I mean? yeah, <laughs> like expensive. a last boy <laughs> I, know, I know because i used to get them in middle school <laughs> you know exactly so you know exactly what i'm talking yeah. about um so in my head i'm like i want to upgrade my computer like that was a thing happening yeah. right at a young age like i've built all my computers so i have this relationship with technology um i want to fit in at school yeah I, and so to answer your question earlier like I had those like neighborhood friends and like people in school thought I was cool just because I like to talk. But like it was very clear always that I was in my own world. Right. You know, because I'm reading and like we're in class and people are socializing and I'm just like, I want to read. I want to learn about whatever yeah. I can learn about. And how, how did your how did your parents feel about you being in that space? Because even till even till now, man, like I, I parents don't understand the tech world in 2021 let alone 2008 2009 was it like a thing like like oh look mom doing this like oh, okay mijo okay like was like, it like was a, she like worried like like what is a fucking kid doing like on a computer all day is he watching porn all day how, what the hell like <laughs> how supportive were your parents like yeah so um to kind of give you guys all like um what home life was like my dad's a truck driver so he was gone you know monday through friday and when he would come home on the weekends he was a pastor yeah so when he would come home like my way of spending time with my dad was like going to church yeah okay you know my mom she's raising me it's not like a single mother but almost you know like a are single you parent. any siblings uh i do have two older sisters and uh two brothers but that's like a, a different story gotcha. the, the one brother is a younger brother that wasn't born until like i was already 17 gotcha gotcha mm. yeah so uh it's basically me and my mom gotcha and um we're poor right i mean mm -hmm. it's what it was and so she's working every day my dad's out driving trucks my mom's working she comes home from cleaning four or five houses. She she doesn't care what I'm doing. Okay. You know? She's just fucking beat. She's beat. You know what I mean? She comes home, makes food, and like... She's like, beat. oh, you're alive? You ate? All right, we're good. You know? <laughs> if you could kind of uh, relate to like if you guys have siblings uh, and, and you come home and they're just like playing video games. Yeah. She doesn't even know what a computer really is. Like the internet was just being born. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the 90s baby that grew up with AOL. Yeah. You know, so like she doesn't even really understand what's happening. And there was a, a funny moment where like my dad upgraded me from uh, AOL to DSL. And that's when the world changed. Because once I got off dial up and like I could like really, uh, you know, like surf around surf the internet. The net, yeah. Surf the net. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was the game changer. Dial-up was the worst, man. You wait 45 minutes to get on MySpace back then. <laughs> so, so, okay, so, <clears throat> so what happens next after you, you know, you're figuring out how do you get into the camera world? Because now I see your Instagram and, like, you do a lot of online still website building and you do a little bit of photography and studio work. So how did you get into that? Yeah, man. So um, I dropped out of high school. Oh, oh fuck. You did? Yeah. I <laughs> dropped out of high school. I'm I'm 17. I've amassed this knowledge. Like I'm confident enough to like be like, yo, I'll build you or do something for you for X amount of money. Um, that was like confidence my dad gave me for sure. hundred percent. Like that's tight. Credit goes to pops for that one. But I'm sure they're not happy that you fucking just dropped out. Yeah, well, they they went with me. You know what I mean? Like, my dad's like, you're not going to, you're so stubborn that, like, your mind's set on this. That's what you're going to do. My mom was devastated. Like, she wanted to see that diploma on the wall for sure. Um, every time that Drake song hits, or he's like, I gave up the diplomas on the wall. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Dude, I kind of feel that too because I'm all like, wishes that me and my brother got a uh, college diploma, but like, we're doing pretty good for ourselves. Though. But it's like, I was so like, mom, we good though? Like, we got money, like <laughs> <laughs> we out here pushing pixels, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, man, so you I, drop out, and I, then you you go you go balls deep into the creative space. I go all in. Uh, Instagram's popping up around that time. Um, uh, websites like Web 2.0. If you guys have ever heard that coin term, that's when like the web was very bubbly, and like it was like we went from. Um, this is probably like no, super please. nerdy, but uh, we went from like 1024 by 768 to like 1080p. Sure. So like the world got wider. Yeah. Uh, and now we're on uh, these 1920 by 1080 screens. And like there's just all this like real estate now. Yeah. Uh, it was before we really went mobile heavy. Like, yeah, Instagram and like mobile apps are being birthed. Mm -hmm. The iPhone is taking over. Right. Facebook is really having its run at that point. Yeah um and i just kind of like started stepping up my web and when i dropped out of school i took this job and this job and this is this is the lead into how i ended up with an agency okay. uh so i took this job uh repairing computers because i grew up building them yeah. at a young age yeah so i take this job repairing computers uh okay. at like this like local computer repair shop mm -hmm. and um they're sharing that office now, as an adult, it makes sense, right? Like, office space is expensive. Yeah. So, like, you're always looking for a partner. I didn't understand it then. I'm yeah. 17, just dropped out of school, looking for something to sustain me while I try to build my freelancing career at a young age. Like, I'm not even driving it. Yeah. And um, they shared, like, this office with these, like, web designers and graphic designers. And so, I'm, I'm fixing computers, and I'm like, this is cool. I don't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. Like, I started exploring that route, which if you've ever had friends in IT looks like CompTIA or Cisco or like some sort of mm -hmm. Microsoft certification. And I just, I can't, I, I am a visually spatial person. Like I have to do things visually and create or like, I'm not happy. Not hands-on. Yeah. Like I, well, I love like building. Okay. You know what I mean? But like, I have to like, it has to like have creativity involved. Sure. Like I have to be putting something together. That's like, you know, like I like building computers <coughs> for me. Yeah. Hated fixing computers for like, other people like i got a virus i did this my hard drive's dead i used to take my computer to a computer shop all the time because limewire will fuck my shit up <laughs> literally wire. every six every six months i would mom would pay for it i was like fucking high school yeah. i'm downloading all these little wayne mixtapes and like i'm getting viruses left and right so yeah i, would know, I know exactly what you're talking about what a time to be alive exactly when wayne was dropping those mixtapes <laughs> so you could just get them that on was like the wire. best musical era ever i think oh man <laughs> yeah. he was fucking out bear share <laughs> bear share yeah. glennon told me about yeah. that yeah. one yeah. there's another one too with a k it was like uh oh man 
I know there's, there's a few out there, but I remember LimeWire yeah. was like the main one. It's like when peer to peer happened and now we have crypto. <laughs> like <laughs> blast from the past. So, so you're, you, you, did you end up quitting the job or? Yeah. So, um, to speed that time frame up, uh, yeah, I basically ended up quitting that job, but I had befriended the web designer, graphic designer duo and had like shared and showed them like things that was happening in the web space that like they didn't learn in school. So they were very like traditional, like print and web designers through the books, through, to the books. I'm this like renegade, you know, 17, 18 year old that grew up with the Internet. Like there's something called responsive websites. Th- this is something that you need to do so that like your website is, you know, shows up on search engines better, like yeah. very technical. Mm-hmm. Um, and as SEO, SEO, right. And as, as life would have it, um, a year or two later, the timeline's a little skewed, but let's just say a year or two later, that guy ends up taking a job with Marriott, like the hotel group, yeah. as their director of design, like the guy, and takes this like, you know, cozy six-figure job and leaves behind this book of clients. And I catch wind of it because I'm friends with the computer repair guy. And one way or another, I saw the opportunity and I just like, like hey, like, you know, so-and-so, um what are you doing with the business what are you doing with, with all those clients like you have i know you have a big book of clients and this is all in the town i'm from in frederick yeah and at um let's say at this point this is a couple years down the road so at this point i'm like 20 21 okay i've been freelancing a little bit like shooting pictures doing like the weddings for 500 bucks like are you doing decent money you know for a 18 year old sure yeah you know uh how much money was I making? Who knows? I was blowing it faster than I could be hold on to it. Because <laughs> on what though? I grew I'm up curious. For technology, like cameras, camera gear. Like okay. at that point, I was a Canon boy. And th- okay, so let's talk about a little bit of that before we go back to into the the um, computer space. What kind of cameras are you getting? Because this is a camera. What was the first one you purchased? Yeah, uh, the first camera I started on, uh, a first like digital like camera was a Canon 20D. Okay. Uh, I went from Canon 20D to a Canon 5D Mark II. Okay. Damn. I had two Good of those. Camera. Yeah, great camera. Amazing. Still. Yeah. People still use that. Yeah. I still miss the feeling of the <laughs> Canon 5D Mark III. The ergonomics? It's just, it's not there on the on the Sony. Like, yeah. one of my boys has like a, a battery grip. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is like almost like back in the old days. It's like a tank yeah. again. But but there's something about... It's something, it's your first, <laughs> to my Sony it's, family it's your out first there, love. It's your I first promise love. I'm not going back. It's your first love. It, it was. And um, that's that's where like that all came together. The Canon 5D Mark III was like, okay, I need to upgrade to this because like the color and I'm seeing color and I'm seeing the people around me making videos because at that point, you know, you're like networking mm-hmm. and you're seeing what other creatives are doing. And that's how you learn. Like yeah. that's 100% how you learn. Thanks. Um, and I'm like, okay, I need a 5D Mark II and then I need a 5D Mark III. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of my camera journey. And, and and in between like computer developments for people, you are doing photography and videography on the side, you were saying. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And so you find, you get wind about this client, this book of clients that are just out for the wild. You hear about it. How did you hear about it? So uh, the guy that I worked for that repaired that took computers. Off. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of had like taken off myself to do my own thing. Yeah. Cause like, I, that was I tell people I've had one job and that's really it. Uh, and the only like second job I've had was like when I got to California. Okay. Um, because I was pretty much like set on not working for anybody. Okay. Uh, just like out the gate. Um, but yeah, so I, I hear about this opportunity. I reach out to him. I'm like, hey, like, 
I've gotten pretty good at web design. I'm doing photography now. Like I'm playing with video. I'm not really good at it, but like I'm really good at bullshitting that I'm good at it. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, like I can do videos for you. And in my head, I'm like, I know people that can do this and yeah. I'll just charge more. Mm-hmm. Like that was always kind of like, you know, yeah. uh, uh, a skill that I had was like. It's a great skill to have. I'll just charge more and then I'll go find somebody who will do it. And this. you pay them their rate. And I'll pay and them their and rate. And you still get a piece. Yeah, because they're happy to do it for 500. Yeah. I'm going to charge two. It's yeah. called sourcing, baby. Yeah um and at the same time like it i feel like this is like something we need to do an individual podcast pete where is it is it a known thing to fuck we could just get into it right now man fuck it is it weird to have a i don't even know if it's a phrase um a referral fee is that necessary is that a thing because i I, I put that question out in like facebook groups you mean a cut like Like, i'll get you a job like i'm getting you free work and like yeah like People would always say in the comments, like, well, there's a possibility that he could return the favor. And I'm like, bro, that's not a, that's unlikely. I mean, yeah, there's that small percent chance. But at the same time, it's like, fuck, like, I'm feeding you work and work and work and stuff like that. It's like, you haven't really done anything in return. <laughs> and it's not like I'm doing something to get something in return. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, bro, like, I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm feeding you all this fucking work because of my network. My network is worth a lot of money. It's worth a lot to me. And I'm just passing these fucking gigs to people that don't have that network because I'm sure you could probably understand, but excluding you because you're very good at this from what I understand from this conversation is you're good at talking to people. You, I want to say bullshitting, like you said earlier. Oh, no, I'm a professional bullshit. That's why I'm <laughs> but here. You know how to talk. And that's this fucking valuable skill to have, yeah. man. Like, I know how to talk to human beings and make them feel great and sell it and like sell them without even pitching anything. Like, I'll sell you on something without fucking like. Bro, you need to hire me. I'll never fucking say that. I'll let them fucking say that off. And if and they feel like they don't, they can't do it, then they can't do it. But it's all good. Um, but other a lot of creatives are just so fucking awkward and don't know how to talk to people. And so, like, I feel like there's that's some kind of value, man. And then you're just passing a lot of shit. Like, well, he just said he char- he overcharges, so you can get a fee, right? So right. that's what I'm saying. Like, you're clearly in the in in favor of like having a some sort of referral fee in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. The, the question is like I don't know if that's if that's taboo or not because it's like some people say yes some people say no but at the, I'm in I'm in the position where like bro like I have a crazy network and you could value from this um shit let me <clears throat> you can answer do you want to answer first no please I have, so I, I I don't want you to like mix up the things but I feel like it's a touchy subject because super because they can be creators out there and be like bro like you entitled like you're like the typical millennial you're not entitled to like if you want to get free game it happened to me last week or when i was telling you about it i was like do you think i'm giving too much free game and because I, somebody asked me he's like how much do you charge and then i was like i charge this much i was like cool thanks like barely say thanks and i was like okay like i kind of feel entitled i'm like okay like bro like that's i'm kind of feeling the same way you are but at the same time it's like well, shit, that was my fault, and now I know not to give too much free game. But there's a difference between like what he said, like you overcharge so you can get a. Uh, no, like, I I, un- like I understand that. I just that gave me an opportunity to like get into this conversation yeah, That's about why. the referral. Fee. Yes, yeah. yeah. So here's how I feel about it. Uh, regardless of this is just business, right? Of regardless course. Regardless of who you are as an individual, you're given the opportunity to show who you are when somebody gives you an opportunity to eat at their table or to eat from their network and you decide what you do with that. Now you might be in a situation where you really need all of that money. There's other ways to support that person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like for example, tossing back a referral, putting on, putting them onto someone like maybe that person has a higher skill set than you. So you put them onto a bigger project, 
Maybe it's just like liking their fucking pictures on Instagram sure. and resharing their podcast. Like we're all given this opportunity. Now, at the same time, you are keeping notice of the people that like you extend these opportunities to. I know and- I could tell from like who's the one that just keeps getting, 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 receiving, 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 but doesn't give anything back. That's right. It's I- like it's one of those like, yeah, I'll give someone a dollar. So, hey, can I borrow 20 bucks? Sure. Can I get another 20 bucks two weeks later? Weird. Okay, here you go. Yep. Can I get another 20 bucks a month later? All right, bro, what the fuck? Like, Exactly. And at the end of the day, it's like, who's losing here? It's not you. You're Definitely not, not me. It's that person. It's just annoying. A hundred percent, man. And and that's just, that's the game, though. Because you're dealing with... I guess. That's with, a, it's just a dealing. slimy way to play, though. <laughs> Versus like, there, there's, there's, that's how people are. No, yeah, and especially you know? in business, like, I mean, it's, it's different. Like, it's just, it's kind of a free for all. It's like a WrestleMania. So there's the whole um, concept of just like operating from a place of scarcity, and a lot of people are so scared of having to go back to that nine to five, or just like are just shitty humans in general, mm-hmm. and so like that's how they operate. Now, on the other hand, you'll meet people, and this is my favorite kind of creative. The person who's like very giving, like, hey, bro, how do you do this? And like, for example, uh, rewinding back to like the podcast where you were talking about our experience at the studio, mm-hmm. like me and j Pro were there because we just want to be a part of that energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we were like, yeah, we ain't doing shit. And he described the energy was insane. Yeah. When, when I listened back on that podcast and like your experience, like your eyes that you saw that through, it was really cool because like as it, like a j Pro is like same vibe, same tribe, like. I met him and he immediately started pouring into me and I immediately started pouring back into him. Yeah. That's healthy though. That's super healthy. It can't be one-sided though. It can't ever be one-sided. So, and, and that's what I'm saying. So like when people just take, they're setting themselves up to lose out on future opportunities. You got to give back, man. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? You got to pay respect. Like somebody's yeah. looking out for you. It doesn't, it, it's not just in the creative game. It's in, it's in and, the and, game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're letting me borrow, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Like, you know, like give back. And yeah. So like those people are always going to make it further. It's just something like I won't really like say something out loud, but I'll keep tabs though. Mental, That's it. mental yeah. tabs. You, like you know, like, like you're right, filing bro. them underneath. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Like this like, oh, person's a taker. They yeah. never give back. Never, yeah. ever. That's never good, bro. Yeah, never good. Clients so, can smell that shit. Yeah. So Sam, my question to you is um, what advice do you have to uh, Alberto? Like, let's say, what do you tell him? Like, okay, this is motherfucker who I keep like, yo, I'm referring you, referring you. When I, when I when am I gonna get something in return? And, because, it's, it, and it sounds shitty because like yeah. I don't want anything back, but it's like the same thing. Like, bro, like I'm giving courtesy. you so much free game. It's like, what are you gonna do? Like, it's like a one sided friendship. Yeah. What's your yeah. opinion? What on do that? You, what is what do you have to offer? Yeah, I think that uh, you know, like there's that old saying, it's like fool me once, fool me twice. Bro, three strikes, like the number three, like business happens in threes, sports happen in threes. Three strikes and you're out. You know what I mean? There's someone else out there who's going to be 20 times more thankful for that opportunity, Mm. 20 times more thankful for that advice, 20 times more thankful for that knowledge. Facts. And they deserve that opportunity. Facts. And so like that, that's just life, bro. Like we got to, we got to normalize like, hey, like I'm a good guy. I have a big heart and I've been in these shoes before. So that's why I can speak like close on that is you just got to move on man yeah that's it like there's someone else out there waiting for that shot and that opportunity and like that person those people those (coughs) takers need to learn yeah and so like you've been placed in their path to teach them a lesson right 
because like you operate that way i operate that way you operate that way yeah so we are not crazy to think that like you know there is a a give and take that happens in the world yeah and um i want to piggyback off what you guys said so one thing you said about when we met i mean i met you by uh we shot a fitness uh tie we shot tie right and then you came along he told me he was like he was like hey by the way so and so is coming he's um, a creative too this and that and i was honest in the pod i'm sure i'm telling you straight in the face i was like what the fuck like why does he need another photographer like bro like we're, we're paying for the studio time this and that and then I, I i said it in the potter like i was like okay like i hope it's just not like weird you know another photographer is gonna come and, and be like yo Scoot, scoot over. territory yeah so like what alberto saying is like what the hell like whatever but then once i met you and i was like oh shit like this is the creative like that can give back to me like, we can back, piggyback ideas you know like and it was it was just an awesome experience you know yeah man uh so something that like i don't know if it's a west coast thing maybe you guys could break this down for me sure bring it is like and maybe specifically in southern california because there's that dynamic of like san diego creatives and then like la yeah. And like a lot of people that like a either like haven't made it in L.A. or can't make it in L.A. or don't feel like they can be in L.A., but they could. It's just a matter of like mindset. Um, there's a lot of like, no, I'm not telling you how I shoot my shit. No, I'm, I'm, not, you my I'm not telling you my lens. Like, bro, I know you're watching the same Peter McKinnon and tutorial shit for a video <laughs> yeah. I watched. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have the same lights as you. So like, let's share and let's get there closer to, or faster together. Yeah. Uh, which kind of rewinds to that whole free game thing. Like, yeah. It's like, but like, it's like giving is only ever going to give back to you, even if there's takers out there, Mm -hmm. like the going back to that to just kind of like loop that out. Like if you, if you give, if you give value, if you give number one, 90% of people ain't going to do shit with what you give them. Just fact. That's such a fucking 90%. Like I could tell you guys exactly the setup they're using to record this podcast, the exact cameras and lenses. And 90% of you won't go and start a podcast this week. And Those I, are just the facts. Literally, yeah. before you even showed up, I told Pete today, because we were talking about something similar to this. And it's like, yeah, I pretty much told him, like, everything I fucking own. And I was like, bro, it doesn't matter. Like, you could tell them how to fucking shoot it, and they will never replicate your fucking look and your style. Because it's your unique style. <clears throat> not everyone right. could do that. Yeah. yeah by you, by you the just, way, bro, just, kudos on that style. Because, like, when I'm looking through these pictures, you know, a year out. ago, yeah. I was like, yo, yeah. this dude's nice. Yo, this dude's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And... As a creative, there's just like that respect because it takes time to like find your your lane, your lane. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Southern California, like LA is kind of more like, like, oh no, like, what do you do? Like you're a photographer too? Like, nope, can't talk to you. Can't add you on Instagram, do this and that. But right here in San Diego, I feel like it's like, I, for me personally, they can speak. Like when I met you, it was like, all right, let me get a vibe. And then boom, vibe check, you passed it. And then we got to know each other. You told me if I was in the frame, I was like, what? Like, like, oh shit. Like, and then I looked, (laughs) we're ordering drinks. I was like. The fuck is this guy i'm like oh fuck we follow each other honor division this and that <clears throat> but once we were in the studio bro like you put the um I, I was like in a rush i was like yo can you put some music on you put some bangers i was like holy shit like we have a lot in common i hit him with the wubs i hit him with the wubs boys yeah so, your play is fucking <laughs> okay so we we went super off track but i feel like it was a healthy great discussion um yeah, man. so you start you start hiring photographers for like gigs that you you think you're not really great at, but I can outsource myself. Your which is fucking ahead of the game because a lot of people feel like they need to do everything themselves because like their ego checking them like yo, I'm the creative, so I need to create everything myself for my for my bare hands. Like bro, like that's sure you can do that, but you're gonna miss on a lot of money. Yeah, so I, I think that um, this has been like a therapy session. You guys should start charging for this. <laughs> <a> free game, <laughs> free game at, in the frame. Um, 
something I realized as we're having this conversation, um, and I apologize for like the order of it. It's all good. Is I didn't look at the creative game like I was creating. That was my passion. That's why I was doing it. But I looked at it like with the example of like my uncles who owned these trucking companies and hired owner operators to drive their trucks. I just thought about that. Like I never like, you know, like th- that didn't just come from nowhere. It came from somewhere. And, right, I, right. and I and I was reading a lot of books when I was younger, but I wasn't reading business books. You got experience shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like and I'm in church and I'm seeing like my dad build a team and like have like these ministers, you know, or, or whatever. And these people like help like put together this essential cult, right? Culture. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so like, I just kind of came out into the world doing the same thing. Like I've seen this before this works and something that like I've had like previous business partners and employees tell me is like, I get people really excited, mm-hmm. you know? And that all comes from a place of like, yo, we're going to do this and this is going to be awesome. And having an intrinsic just understanding that like, you need X amount of money for you to be happy. You need X amount of money for you to be happy. I don't want to do it by myself. So like, what's the number that like they're going to jump for? You right. know what I mean? Right. Uh, and then that goes back to our conversation where it's like, how do you now like without selling, get them to jump onto that vision? Facts. That's like, why I'm get, all- get them excited. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, why I'm a big advocate of doing a FaceTime call or a Zoom call, man. Like those oh, those calls are the best. They're meetings, so those are the best way to like. Once they sense your passion, and uh, it's like I gotta fucking work with this person. I have to work with this person, no matter how much he costs. And if it and if it, if it's out of my range, I'm gonna work for it. Like I've had people like say like, dude, I had to fucking save up to get this shit because I needed to work with you over anyone else. I'm like, dude, fucking crazy. That's the vibe, bro. Yeah. That makes like that was like a, a heartwarming moment. Uh, just because I see a lot of creatives out there that struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And they struggle with like going back to like what I said, like a, a sense of security, uh, or just like a, a, a self-belief. Like if you're out here operating a camera and you're shooting in manual, you're already like 90% ahead of the curve. And so like that's like I feel like that's the first step of getting a camera is going manual mode. But apparently it's not. It, it, no, and it's because people are really good at they just want the quality sometimes like some people like ditch the iphone just to get the quality but like i mean that in like a hey like if you're doing this much and like you're watching the videos and like you're listening to podcasts like this one to up your creative game you're already ahead of the curve double your prices like immediately just double your prices off the rip off rip like right now if you're listening to this and you've been thinking about it double your prices like off rip i can guarantee you you're underselling yourself like every Uh, i'm gonna double my prices yeah Chef is Potter. <laughs> my price just went up. And this show is going to be 10 racks now. <laughs> and that's really where it's at. And like, you know what changes? The only thing that changes is that like you believe in that value because you're going to align yourself with clients that will pay the price that you just doubled yourself up to. Yeah. So like that's another thing that happens in the creative game is like whether it's like a website, right? So like mm-hmm. I've sold websites for $10,000. I've sold websites for $3,000. And I did less work on the website that I charged $10,000 for. They were much happier to pay me for that, yeah. right? And I'm over here like building out an e-commerce website right now, and I'm just like, why did I charge this so low? And I know why. I was I'm in California. I'm like trying to get my bearing on the sure. ground. I'm building my agency back up, and that scarcity, like you know, like my self esteem was down. I was like, oh, I need this. I could have charged them five. Right. They would have paid it. So, they wanted, like you said, they wanted to work with me because they're like watching what I'm doing yeah. and like how much I care about what I do. They would have paid five, so double your prices. Well, now lesson learned though. 100%. So you're in, you're in, um, you're still in Maryland at this point. 
with the when you when you take over the clients? Yeah, so uh, to kind of wrap that story up, because uh, it's it's where Surge was born. So I have a creative agency called Surge. Um, okay. It's you the, created that. Yeah. This this is uh, I'm this was six years ago to the date. I'm getting uh, memories on my Facebook. I uh, I talked to him. I'm like, hey, like I see you have a client list. Like I know you have a lease. Let me take over the lease. Let me take over your two IMAX. Like yeah, I'll service these clients for you. He goes, okay, like that sounds good. Buy it for this amount of money. Uh, let's just say it was like fifteen twenty grand. Right, Damn. something like oh, that. So you had to buy. You had to buy the clientele. I had to buy the business. Okay. And I go, okay. Here's the deal. I don't have that money, and I don't have anyone that can lend me that money. But I know that people are blowing you up. I literally looked at him and told him this. I was like, I know people are blowing you up right now because I hear the phone ringing, kind of like you know. And I had intel from the guy that he shared the office with. He's like, yeah, like people are like stopping by, and he's like not here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I have all the intel I need. And I was like, I know people are blowing you up, and I know you still owe people stuff, and I know that you were just like done with this. I was like, but I want this. Like, I mm-hmm. need this opportunity. I will pay you back that money over X amount of months, and I will service all those clients for you, including the people that you owe stuff to. Like, I got you, and um, call it even call it even a week later like he agrees i get keys so six years ago on facebook it's like me posting a picture of me with these keys yeah. to this office i'm 20 years old and Fuck. like and and like i believe in myself 100 percent. like i'm i'm the guy that like jumps off cliffs and then like figure shit out later yeah um and i remember this and two days later i had painted the whole office like with pantone colors like i had this shit looking like a, a legit creative agency Fuck. and um like business started rolling in and that is six years ago what birthed um, the idea of even being in the agency space. Because back then I was just like an entrepreneur that had dropped out of high school that was trying to figure out how I'm buying, I'm going to buy the Lambo. Right. So like that's like one of those things in my life that like I grew up and I was just like, okay, a Lambo. Not many people can get one of those. And so like I feel driven to just be able to cross that milestone. And it's not like because I really want to drive a Lambo every day. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's just like for my people man like so yeah. one question i do want to ask how how scared were you were you nervous like like damn like what the fuck did i just commit like what what, what are you feeling clearly like, he wasn't scared he says he has a confidence i mean just this conversation about the confidence how, no, i'm saying like uh, like there's a there's a difference between like pulling the trigger yeah but like then be like oh damn sam like what did you just do? reality you, hits yeah when did that reality hit or you were just like just fucking full steam in the head you didn't fucking think about that um if I'm being honest, like th- there was no like fear of like what of the work. It no was hesitation. more of a, of a fear of failure. Okay. Now it was like, oh shit, like I'm posting on Facebook that I have this agency. Mm-hmm. I'm only 20 years old. You know, like, am I really ready for this? Like my uh, family's like, good th- to your point earlier, like my family didn't really have an understanding of what I was doing up until like, they're just like, okay, you're not selling drugs, but you're making money. You know, like, I'm soy Latino. Like, yeah. okay, you're not selling that's drugs. First, that's the first assumption. Like, you're on your, you're like, on your computer. Is you're, medical? <laughs> you're on your computer all the time. Like, yeah. you're buying yourself clothes and shoes. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm at this, at this point and I'm just like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not scared of the work. Cause I know that like, at that point I've like, I've been Googling, you know, my whole life. I'm just like YouTube university yeah. and YouTube was a thing then. So mm-hmm. like now, like you could really accelerate your learning. Um, but as a businessman and so to kind of like bring you guys to modern day over the, over the next five years from 20 year old Sam, I'm getting hit in the face with the things that I'm speaking from experience now confidently about like pricing yourself adequately, like things like disciplines that I have now that I didn't have then I continued to fail for the next five years. I had, I went through three different offices 
I went through an investor. I niched down into different industries like hospitality and like uh, professional services, like, you know, construction companies and stuff like that. There you go. Um, I became a marketer. At that point, I was just like a web designer yeah. and now I'm a marketer, right? And I would say that if you ask me what I really am, I would tell you that like, I'm, a, I'm a sales and marketing person, um, a creative one that, you know, can handle a camera and can design things that a lot of people look think look good. I still look at it like a, my worst critic. I'm just like, mm, this could be so much better. Yeah, because, you're always going to do that. Though. Yeah. Um, so how'd you land to the West Coast? Yeah. yeah. So, so you're there, you have your office, you took this debt. How do you like, okay, did you outgrow that or did you transfer that here? Or what's the deal with that? Yeah, man. Uh, so over the, over the, that period of five to six years, I'm failing, learning. They're all lessons. I, at that point, I didn't realize why. I never thought I'd live here. Uh, most people don't know I'm actually, I was born in California. So I was born oh, really? in Salinas mm. uh, to a truck driver dra- a dad and grew up on the East Coast. Gotcha. Uh, my entire life four or five years, those four same four or five years were like, you know, you're stepping into adulthood. I'm 20, 21, 22, 23. You're going out. Like I was a promoter as well during that time. So I'm in DC, like promoting parties. Yeah. I'm I'm hustling, bro. Um, the goal was always a milli before 25. I didn't come nowhere near close. Um, but you know, a couple six figure years, which I think is pretty impressive, especially for a Latino who's, you know, a high school dropout. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I think you're doing good. That's my trophy. I think you're doing good. Let's go. Um, I made six figures. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah. yeah. So, I, I just, um, I niched down uh, in okay. right before COVID. Do you mind what kind of, what niche? Yeah. So, uh, hospitality. Gotcha. It, I just happened to have a lot of restaurants. I liked doing food pictures. Food pictures do well on Instagram. So, who knows if that was like influenced at all. Um, but I also, I come from that promoter background. So, I know that people like to drink and eat food and like some of these restaurants would do like nightlife. So it was just like a natural fit for me. Excuse me. And um, I niched down and uh, one of my clients, Mm -hmm. I'll fast forward through this part, um, like tells me because I had like kind of failed my third time. Um, Necessary fails though. The failures are so necessary. Yeah. And when they're happening, you're just like, fuck, like. I suck. Like I took on too much. And yeah. a lot of it was just like things that I probably would have learned in school or if I had mentors. So definitely reach out for mentorship at it, you know, at the earliest stage you can like now. Um, and if I had had mentors that taught me a little more about bookkeeping or a little bit more about payroll or a little bit more about like time management and like always like always, always like never like promise something and not deliver that, you know, mm-hmm. or like, you know, like just just small things that a 20 year old who like didn't necessarily have like the structure of like parents that were always home or like whatever, you know, I'm not making excuses. And it's very easy just to say like, yeah, I could take care of it. Yeah, I could take care of it. Yeah, I could take care of it. You know, like, and you try to figure it out and then reality hits like, bro, I can't deliver. Exactly. I, I took on far too many times in my life. I took on far too much. Um, and, and, and that is what it is. Uh, I learned from it. I got to this opportunity. So right before, um, right before California came into my life, I had probably built the best version of my agency. I had partnered up with this uh, guy, a great friend of mine, mentor. His name's Jeremy Wright. And uh, this is somebody who went to like uh, Wharton, had an MBA, had, you know, had very successful businesses. I built him like five websites already. He had invested in me already one time. He had given me a place for my third office. He became my business partner. Yeah. I, uh, this is some cool stuff was happening in the marketing world where like you could automate Facebook Messenger chatbots. And I figured out a way to like tie Facebook Messenger chatbots to like paid ads for restaurants. 
and increase their ROI. So like if they were paying us and what a marketing package would go for, like with my agency, just to kind of give everyone like a ballpark ballpark, is like, you know, like two to three grand a month. And we're guaranteeing and like this is how you sell creative stuff is ROI. Like, how are you going to make money with this? Right. Like, what is the value of this? Return on investment. Um, So we niched down. I started hiring uh, creative people. Um, I even started outsourcing to some people in Mexico because I've always wanted to like kind of create job opportunities for our people. And uh, I got to the point where like we had, um, I'd say like about 15 or 16 different restaurants, two nightclubs. And I was probably making the most money I've ever made. I was finally not draining the bank account. This is here in San Diego? This was back home right before before COVID. Gotcha. And uh, I've, you know, like let down my business partner because I'm like 20-year-old Sam living out of survival mode, turning into like prime time Sam is what I would consider. Like, I definitely feel like the last two years have been just so drastic for me as like, as like a businessman and as a human and just like, the, again, going back to like discipline and consistency and COVID happens. And at the same time, I was exiting like a six year relationship that I had been in and I'm just like heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting at home a month and a half into COVID like, what the fuck? Like, I've never worked that hard in my life and I've always been a hard worker, but I've never worked that hard in my life. And like my business was just gone disintegrated like there's no ppp like all clients like they can't be open so like there's no like sam we'll be back we don't know when we're gonna be back i'm having conversations with people like feeling bad for them because like i don't even know if their restaurants are still gonna be here right uh and around that same time restaurants like the biggest hit oh dude that's a whole other podcast and yeah so i want to ask you one thing because you haven't really clarified it so did you break up with your six year and then your business started going down or was did this happen simultaneously or? just around the same time yeah like i had just exited that relationship and then COVID happened and then my business fell apart or was taken i almost in a, in a sense it was taken it was taken yeah um because like i was doing everything okay i was for the first time in my life showing up on time executing when i said i was going to execute showing up for my clients i had a team i had systems and procedures which you'll hear me preach about all the time now um and so you know COVID happened around that same time to just kind of get you guys here to california uh i called to check in on like one of the, the two people i know here in san diego and i had visited here three years ago and i was like if i ever move i'm moving here i want to come check out california like the sunsets the weather like this is my life i'm also a car guy i'm also mm-hmm. a motorcycle guy like i want to live somewhere i can wrench on shit and just do hood rat shit when i'm not creating yeah. you know and um, I called her and she's just like, I'm on Craigslist looking for a roommate. You know, this shit's wild, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, look, like if you're down, like I'll sell all my shit and move out west. And like I had nothing there for me. I'm in a small town. Like I knew it was time to go explore something. Yeah. See what, you know, like worst case scenario, I'm back in a year. Yeah. That's how I looked at so it. So you took your talents to San Diego. So yeah, man, sold everything. And I and I came out here and I got here and I, I didn't have a lot of money really. But like I had every all those experiences, all those things that I had learned. I had my camera. I had my Sony A7 III with me. Oh, damn. Um, I sold my computer when I came out here, but I came out here with like a Razorblade Pro laptop. I know the creatives can resonate with these things. Mm-hmm. And so I had my tools. I came here with my tools. And for the first three months, I worked as a bud tender at a dispensary in San Diego near the airport called Clover. Clover. And uh, Clover was like, no pun intended, my like lucky charm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to like as a bud tender, like meet some of like the people that are my clients now. Okay. Um, I was able to network and meet people like J pro. And then, um, like I said, before I even got here, I'm on Instagram, like 
socializing, networking during code, which was kind of perfect. It's called social media for a reason. Yeah. You got to be social, man. I preach that every day because uh, I think that a lot of us need that reminder. We yeah. forget that like people social think media, social media is, yeah. a, is a highlight reel and just out there just to get clout. Yeah, no, it's not. You got to be social. That's the whole point of social media. That's right. And and play the game, man. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's okay to like share both wins and losses, but yeah. just be social and yeah. just be yourself. Uh, I think that the, the, the problem with that is when we become disenfranchised, like being ourselves, you know, like um, but yeah, the, the point that I was trying to make is like, that's kind of like when you guys came across my radar, you know, I'm, I'm scanning like what's happening in San Diego. Uh, one of like, actually like my best friends here now, a dude named Zeke kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, who does, I don't know if you guys follow him on Instagram. No, I do. Yeah. 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 Zeke's awesome. We dude. actually featured him at Frame of the week one time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Zeke, Zeke's like, this I was going to ask you, how did you meet him on Instagram? Instagram. And I met him on Instagram when I was on the East coast and I was like, really? I'm moving to San Diego. I love your work. You know, this is who I am. And Zeke just gave me the time of day. Most people would probably be like, who the fuck is this guy with 1,300 followers? Like, yeah, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, my Instagram doesn't even, like, really show the story that I've shared with you guys because that Instagram got banned. That's a whole other story. Damn. Damn. Um, So I got, like, reset in in life. Uh, This is when Instagram wrote out their algorithm changes. And I was exploring like some of the automation features of like things like Jarvee where like, and they're not cool with third parties. Yeah. But like, it wasn't like everyone's like, Oh, he was paying for followers. Like, no, I was using certain automation features to like, just automate certain things in my life, like going out and liking certain like hashtags or certain accounts, you know, that kind of thing. It's a big no, no, no. To this day, we have homies that will message them. Hey bro, how you doing? Hey, you've reached blah, blah, blah. Please email me. I was like, what the fuck? What is this, bro? Yeah, it's definitely an automated thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I got reset at like 5,000 followers. And like that gave me like a terrible taste in my mouth about Instagram. And I didn't care about Instagram again until I moved west. Okay. Uh, because it was time to like socialize and network. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, man. That's how I ended up in California. I'm rebuilding that same agency. The dream is still alive. Um, when I got here, I definitely didn't want to start an agency again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like connections like these with like the creative people out here. There's just a different level of creativity out here that I don't think people know, like, especially people that are from San Diego don't understand like how special it is. Like, Probably not. Cause I don't get it. Like you, yeah. you're like gassing it. And it's like, to me, it's like, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. No, nah, it's not everywhere. It's not. And I'm from a small town too. So like, yeah, like I'm from the DMV and, and there was creative people and stuff happening out there, but there, there are some high-level creators and companies that support the creative like world out of San Diego. And that brings me to my next question. The first time I ever met you, <clears throat> you told me, it's like, yeah, bro, like I was from VA or uh, DMV, and I came here, and I was like, I was the best at my spot, East Coast, and then I came here, and I was like, holy shit, what am I doing here? Like, do I even belong here? Like, how did that hit you, and how, how did you respond to that? Yeah, dude, um it's it's something it's it's actually a really funny story there's this one time me and jay pro are shooting something in my backyard for a couple homies that i had met mm-hmm. we we're shooting a short film and like jay pro is like a very like one of my favorite people but like very like bold like you know outspoken mm-hmm. and he's just like damn bro like that's you're gonna shoot with that shutter speed and <laughs> i'm just like yo bro back the fuck up like yeah. i got this like i'm much better at editing than i am at holding the camera like i'll make it work yeah. um and that was like my first moment where i was like fuck and jay pro's a fucking legend like photographer like I, I like to gas him up he's awesome um he's like we're sitting the other day and this trust me this goes to your point we're sitting there the other day and he's just like keyboard shortcuts in lightroom classic and like completely changed my my workflow for editing pictures in lightroom forever shortcuts, shortcuts is the best man yeah I, man i mean and i'm the king of shortcuts in freaking like premiere man it saves you so much time like so in the long time. run it sucks to like learn it but like in the long term like you save a lot of time yeah so I, i've just always been on like the 
like the hustle side of it. Yeah. And so like now and to my point, so I get to California and I'm just like, okay, like I got the business side of this down. It's time to really dig deep and like explore why I like to create, what kind of things I like to create mm-hmm. and how can I do them well? Like workflow is a huge part of like being a good creative. If you don't want to take the time to learn shortcuts, it's going to be harder for you to get your reps in. It's like going to like, if you don't know shortcuts, it's like basically like going to the gym and it taking you three hours for something that should take you 60 minutes right. to do on a daily basis. Right. And if you're not doing those reps on a daily basis, if you're not editing on a daily basis, you're not building that muscle. Back home, I'm hiring creatives. You know, it was really easy for me to be like, yo, Berto, come shoot, like, Peter, come shoot this. Like, thousand bucks. I'm gonna charge three. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever. Out here, you know, because I've had to restart and I, and I do have the opportunity of like, even you guys being like, hey guys, like I have a project, let's go do this. Um, but there's just like a part of me that's like, well, fuck, like this is my life now. This is what I've, you know, I can't tote this title of creative content creator, creative director, and like just settle at like what I've put out just visually, not even strategically. Cause in strategy and like the marketing plan, I always feel like I bring a lot of heat to the table, but visually I've always like always known that I could lean on someone. So, uh, just being here and being surrounded by like the creative pool that's here and that like comes down from LA and like I think San Diego has like a lot of underrated creators mm-hmm. um, that like just haven't explored taking those talents into like commercial applications for sure. Right. Um, that have just definitely like dude like even Ty Ty's got like a ton of like Sony G Master like he was telling you about it on the podcast yeah. and like Ty like was like one of those guys that like checked me when I got here he was like. You're shooting in manual, right? And I'm just like, cool. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't fake it out here no more. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, bro. <laughs> that, that was me. Do you checking this guy all the time about manual? I manuals. was like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> to my defense, I only shot landscape, so I don't really give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. so like, I would always <laughs> tell my brother, you're not even shooting manual, bro. Like, what the fuck? You call yourself a photographer? Like, we always, we we dog each other like that. So. Yeah, I mean, and that, and I love that. And I, but and it's I like, it's that, like I'm trying to push him. Like, yo, like, dude, if you go on manual, man, you could do so much more than fucking. Eventually, auto. I did go to manual yeah. for my porches, future clients. Like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I had to put it out there. Nah, it was only landscapes. <laughs> so, um, how, how's the adjustment been as far as like, um, are you still like outsourcing yourself right now? Like, kind of like, do, hey, we're doing in the DMV. So, I do everything now. Um, I do get a lot of support from like Zeke. So, Zeke's on board with Serge and he's been helping me do a lot of like photography and videography. Uh, JPro's also been like helping me with some of my personal branding. Um, but right now, um, I basically have social media accounts here and back home. So, yeah. I, I still run social media for some people back home, but not old clients. They're all new clients that I've gotten since I've been here. Sure. Uh, Instagram has been an incredible tool. Just sharing. You guys follow me, right? So like yeah. just sharing like process, like a lot like you guys do, as I'm sure you guys could speak to, brings in a lot of clients. Um, I mean, it's just the social world we live in now. And I love that, that you share like the process because like you're also educating the client. Like, hey, I'm not just freaking pressing a button. Voila, you have a perfect image. No, this takes fucking time, effort, um resources money i mean yeah. storage like all that costs a lot of fucking money and time 100 so, and, and it's like one of those like you're not paying me for just a, an hour of shooting you're paying me for me be able being able to do something that used to take five hours to like one hour you're paying for that efficiency 100 percent. it's uh that like super popular like video that came out for filmmakers it's like what clients think it looks like and it's like yeah. a snap and it's just like you, you plug in the, the SD card and it spits out a video. Yeah, but what yeah. it really looks like is 
four hours looking for the right song if you're doing a video three hours culling through the footage color grading interpreting uh frame rate like things that they're just never going to understand and they'll Uh, never understand it they'll never and they don't want to understand it that's why they're hiring you're the expert you know you know the doctor doesn't sit there and break down the process that he's about to they just say we're gonna fix your knee and that's it that's right (laughs) and if talking about efficiency i was telling Alberto, like like you created a reel within like 10 minutes, bro. Like I was shooting and then I was like, you've been tagged on the thing. And I was like, what the fuck? Like what? I got tagged in the reel and you created that shit really quick. So like ta- kudos to your proficiency, man. Thank you. Uh, that was my first reel ever. Really? And since then, I've created like four or five. Uh, I'm sure you guys have covered this, but it should be said. Reels are where it's at. Keep yeah. it real on the gram. <laughs> uh, some of the guests that you guys have had on here recently are killing it with reels and yeah. like showing people how to like... Uh, Oh, going back to that, we're going to call that back. The guy that you guys had on here. Mar. Yeah, that was like, call those local businesses yep. and be like, I go do that shit. <laughs> if you're like thinking about like, how do I make that extra enter amount here? Because you're going to double your prices. Facts. <laughs> if I get that referral. Go. <laughs> yeah. Kick us. <laughs> break us down. Game right here, dude. 10%. Yeah. 10%. That's, yeah. it. That's all we're asking. If I bring any value to the table, like, look, check it out. Check back with me in 30 days because I'm about to go implement that advice. That's how good that shit was. And like, I am very like, I go anyway with sales, but I love that one Yeah. because everyone like Gary V's preaching about it and Gary V's reaching all of these prospective clients that you guys want to be talking to. And he's stressing the importance of reels. Like your favorite influencers stressing the importance of reels. If you're in this creative game right now, like, and you want more clients, double down, go make some fucking reels, bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's there's you might be able to you might make some like corny shit like the whole fucking finger thing. I fucking hate <laughs> that shit, dude. It's so goddamn annoying. But I mean, that's what people want us. That's what people want. It's the evolution, man. And you know, like this will change, and there will be a new trend. Yeah, there'll be a new trend for but sure. Right now, a hundred percent, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty one, uh, twenty twenty two, first half. Reels, short form content. Yeah, so yeah. TikTok, and, micro and content. Reels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the highlight reels. I mean, fuck, dude. I don't like sitting through 30, 45 minutes of something. So if you're still listening to this, you're fucking awesome. <laughs> Give uh, us that thumbs up. Yeah, like, while you're at it. Yeah. So, dude, that's just hearing your story, man. Like, this is my first time meeting you, and it's like fucking. We're you're dropping bombs, and when I'm, we're like, what, like. <laughs> Being a high school dropout and you make it six figures and now you're in the West Coast and you're still killing it, man. Like, that's fucking dope, man. It's I got to make more money, bro. It's expensive out this motherfucker. I mean, we've always preached that to the Korea again. Like, here, living <laughs> in San Diego yeah. is not cheap. It's that's not, for sure. man. Back, you know, back home, like, just to give you perspective, like, back home for half of what I pay for my house now, I had the same exact thing. I pay twice as much. <laughs> Welcome to California. You know what I mean? Gas is twice as much. That's why I bought a motorcycle. <laughs> bro, my, <laughs> one, of, one of my homies lives in uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. One bedroom, luxurious bone bedroom, 600 bucks. Okay, that's just fucked up. The I'm South like, got the ridiculous fuck? real estate prices right I'm now, I'm like, bro. what the hell, bro? Yeah. But, <clears throat> Sam, we appreciate you being on this, Potter. Do you have any last second tips for any young creative out there? You're watching yourself. What are you telling yourself? You're just starting your creative journey. What's your advice? Yeah, uh, get in front of the fucking camera, dude. Mm. Like, start young. Like, right now. I, I've i said this before, and I'll bring it back. Back in the day, like, if you were, like, super stylish, like, you were the popular kid. Or, like, if you were super athletic, you were the popular kid. The next five years, fuck it, the next two years will be shaped by people that learn how to create content and are able to just be themselves. Like, 
at any given point, like right now, the three of us are having this exchange. Mm -hmm. If the cameras were off, we'd still be having a similar exchange. Yeah. You got to get comfortable in front of the camera. Like people want to buy from people. I'll play devil's advocate. Okay. What if you just want to create, but you don't want to be in front of the camera. You just want to be that mysterious dude that never shows his face, but just want to create dope fire. You better be like the best. <laughs> okay. I agree with that. Cause that's true. That's true though. Guess what? Like I'm not, so I'm going to be in front of a camera yeah. and for the majority. And you're going to sell with your personality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That brings my good point. So do you think a creative who, any creative, do you think they have to have that personable skill? Because obviously you have it. So do you think someone that lacks it needs to, yo, like, I got this creative shit. Let me go focus on personable skills. How can I sell myself? Do you think that's more important? I think that... Uh, or do you think it's 50-50 or what do you think? Like having a personality versus yeah. your skill level. I think that both are important. I think that most people can, like, pick up the creative because the creative doesn't require you to be in front of a camera. It just requires you to put in time. And most people are willing to put in the time for the things that they care about. Most people aren't willing to work on, like the personable skills or being more extroverted. Here's the thing, right? There are like a mate, like there are, there are content creators out there right now. Like fuck the introvert excuse. That's just an excuse. Cause there's people out there with a million followers that don't talk nearly as much as me that are standing in front of a camera right now and building these massive Instagrams right? because they're willing to put themselves out there. Yeah. So it's, it's like, how bad do you want it? Like, you know what I mean? Like we're all dealt a different deck of cards. Shout out to Sam Colder. You know what I mean? Monotone. How bad do you want it? <laughs> exactly. That's a perfect, that's a perfect example, dude. That's a perfect Sam Colder's going to be like, who is this guy? Hate on me. <laughs> well, right? You don't get it. Like, yeah. buy my course. Do you want to learn how to drone like this? Like, Here's the, here's the thing, right? Here's the, here's the like the advice that sums all this up. Your personality is your opportunity. Damn, someone's gonna that. fuck with you for who you are, monotone or like super loud. Like some people are gonna fucking hate my guts. Guess what? They're not gonna buy from me. But somebody's gonna hear me, see me, feel me, and be like, I want to fuck with this guy because this guy's very passionate about what he does. It's a fact, bro. I, I go through this shit all the time, man. The people that work with me, they're like, dude, I just like. We have great chemistry. Like, I don't really have to tell you what to do. You're great at anticipating things and just make shit happen. And then your turnaround is also crazy. So, yeah. Let's go. I mean, you still got to put that. You still got to put in that fucking work no matter what. That's it, man. Especially like when you don't want to, which yeah. I think is like the, the hardest thing for us as creatives. Yeah. That, that's me with like wedding films. Like, it's not like everyone knows it's not my favorite thing to do, but I just, I, 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 I just got on. I just sat down and started i had to do it yeah and so like now i'm in flow so like now i'm loving it like and i know this is gonna i know it's a, it's always like a mental battle for me where it's like just getting started fucking sucks going through my select sucks searching for the song sucks thank god i found a song like on the first play on artless and, and it and it worked no free ads no free yeah ads. fuck that but it's um yeah dude but once i'm in flow man it's like my favorite part of the editing stage is like dude i'm in flow like this works here. This works with this fucking beat drop, with the fucking with the speeches, and it's like you're just creating a puzzle. It's all it is. I'd almost offer a discount if the client picked the song for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the only thing about that is like they'll they're gonna go straight out like picking the most popular song out there. Yeah, copyright and copyright's a really big thing right now. Like yeah. freaking studios are like attacking. Like my, one of my YouTube videos got muted because I used a Kanye West song. This is like four years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a real thing. So that's why there's music subscriptions. And I always tell them like, yo, like fuck, like I have creative control is when it comes to music. And I'm down to collaborate and like, hey, these are the options. Like, what do you yeah. think what's best? Uh, but I'm not going to use a fucking popular song because I've gone through that before when me and me and a couple had to go back and forth. My like, bro, I can't do it. He's like, no, we'll just 
it's just for us. We'll never go online. Like I can't take that chance because I could get fucked. Like yeah. you're not gonna get in trouble. It's going to come back to me. You know. So that's just my little spiel about that. I, I say it as a joke because like picking that song, especially for like. So I've done weddings. I should mention like I was in church. People were always like, "Oh, will you shoot our wedding?" And um, I just want to take this moment to apologize to a couple of those <laughs> weddings that I just like applied the same preset to all your photos in Lightroom and charged you thousand dollars for so you're the guy that Pete hates <laughs> guilty hey, well, uh, you were learning though I was learning there you bro. go I was there you falling go. on my face at 17 come you're see 17, me yeah, yeah 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 come see me bro yeah <laughs> and and the preset was free because I googled it <laughs> Use a teal and orange preset. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Samuel, we appreciate your time, man. All right. So before you take off, man, if you could share one of your horror client stories, something we just started recently doing. So I feel like it's something that if you could explain your story, what you learn from it? And I'm sure some creative out there is going to learn from a valuable, a valuable lesson. Exactly. Or it could relate. Yeah. As soon as you said that. I immediately thought of the perfect one. <laughs> you don't have to drop names. You don't have to drop names or location. We're not going to drop names. Just in case they're watching the Potter. This happened when I got to San Diego. Shit, uh, why here? <laughs> first, first one, San Diego. <laughs> it, it wasn't a client from San Diego. It was a client from back home. Gotcha. And they had hired me to build out this website for like a like UVC, you know, germicidal, like UV light. The wholesaler, like they were equipping hospitals with like this technology that it's like COVID stuff. COVID stuff. Gotcha. I took on the project. I gave them a deal because at the time I'm I'm working, you know, as a bud tender and I'm trying to like get my business going. I'm like, I need to buy a computer. I need a desk. You know, you need your yeah, desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to lift it off the ground. Trying to get off the ground. And I gave them this killer price and something very low. I'm assuming super low. Like, oh, man, <laughs> you don't have to say the number, but if you want, <laughs> you know, like two grand. Damn. For a website that easily was five grand. Damn. Like at, at this point in the game, like I've put the reps in. Yeah. And um, so anyways, they pay me a deposit. I start the work. I make a logo, business cards, whole branding identity package, send it to them and design like the homepage of the website. And for like a month and a half, I don't hear from them. Now, I'm still working this job. So like I'm not able to communicate with them Why as, not? as well as I should have just because of, like I'm on the job and like you're not allowed to be on your phone. And then like. I get out of the job at 10. Oh, you're, yeah, I forgot you're working, working. And ba- yeah, I was working, working. And then back home, it's like, I get out at 10, it's like 1 a.m. Gotcha. Fuck, because there's a time difference. difference. Yeah, so this was like one of the, like the first times that this... Anyways, they... Um, so like one day, I'm just like on my way to work, and I'm like checking my bank account, and that's something I do in the morning. And I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> where's the my, rest? My account's negative. <laughs> like, fuck, where's the rest? My account's <laughs> negative $1,000. And I was just like, no. It was like an, in that moment, like I could just like, fuck, I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to have to go back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they like disputed the charge. Uh, thankfully, I had proof that I had like done wait, the website. Wait, what do you mean? They took the money? Wait. So like they paid me with a credit card, the deposit, and they just disputed and said I never gave them anything. Wow. The, the story gets better. Oh, please. So we go I already to have di- questions right now. We go to dispute on Square. Mm-hmm. Square hits me. And like, I've been in this situation before. Square to the viewers, what's that? Like uh, Square, like the app, like the Square Cash. Like, gotcha. Like, it's like PayPal. Okay. And um, they hit me and they're like, please insert your proof. Like, what's your, like, what do you say to this dispute? And I'm just like, well, fuck, I got a lot to say. I was <laughs> like, here's the logo I made. Here's the business cards I made. Here's the the website that I was working on. pretty much show proof of what you did. Here are the emails where I'm asking for content. Yeah, paper trail. They never. So the the advice here, aside from the the fact that like this almost sank my career here in San Diego, 
is always keep proof of stuff that you do, you know? Receipts. I always send out a, like a simple like agreement contract. I try to keep them super simple. I wanted to ask you, did you send a contract? Always. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just always. Yeah. You have to. You have to. 100%. Like shit like this. This is business. We ain't playing games no yeah. more. Like this yeah. is business. For reasons like this, exactly. It's all facts, no feelings. Yeah. And um, yeah, man. So that happens. I have to eat that loss during the dispute. Like okay. I'm out at that. And, it, and bucks. it takes like what, like three, four weeks? I'm probably longer. I thought that money was gone. I, it, this has happened to me before, and I've had the work to show for it. And like PayPal has fucked me. So I will Damn. shout out Square. They looked out for me on this one, and uh, that's why they have my business now. And um, I've never heard of Square. <laughs> it's, Bro, it's, you a, have. it's the white point of sale everywhere you go. It's the thing you put in the phone. It's the phone swiper. Yeah. Okay. It's sure. Cash App. It's the company that owns Cash App. Okay. Gotcha. Well, you've seen it um and so i um i'm just yeah so like I'm whatever a Ven- i'm a venmo and paypal guy i never i by the way i'd be scared about paypal <laughs> oh yeah f- they don't like you <laughs> dude they told me straight up after like two of those they were like it's not a tangible product and you gotta understand paypal was like birth from like the ebay world so they came into the marketplace as a merchant focused on product so you're gonna say f- fuck elon musk then no i love elon but <laughs> the point is you know that's that was paypal's culture anyways uh yeah man so th- this was like one of those like moments where i was just like fuck like i did everything right like what do i do um and whatever i was just like i gotta eat this so like yeah. i like you know had to like eat some ramen noodles for like a couple weeks after that and i'm yeah. like there's i don't got shit to sell i had already sold everything to move here so right. i'm like just trying to figure it out and uh i was able to like sell another website or something like i went into hustle mode i was like all right i got I- deals right now who wants a website <laughs> <laughs> i got deals right now who wants okay. a i got I deals it. yeah i know photographers have deals like fucking every year like all year and shit. Yeah. all year round um and um yeah so like the the upside to that story was like you pulled through like two months later like literally two months later i'm like just sitting there and i'm like i'm not at work anymore i had quit that job and i'm just chilling i'm like fuck i need work and then i check my account i was like yo is this shit right like <laughs> i was like did the, did the stimmy hit did the stimmy? <laughs> like I'm not getting no stimmy, but did the stimmy hit? And I was like, oh, fuck. And it was like square reversal. Nice. uh, Yeah. And so, yeah, man. So, uh, and you never heard from those clients. Never. They just straight ghosted you. Well, they just disputed me and and, and then they they lost. They took the product and and dipped. Well, they didn't even take it. Idiots. You know what I mean? And and this all could have been avoided if they were just like, hey, you know, we don't want to do it no more. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter at that point. Because honestly, they probably did want to do it and they, they were probably frustrated. You know what I mean? But I had done my part. I had proof that I had built yeah. what they had hired me yeah. to do. Yeah. And like, if we're having the conversation, like the moral of this story is in like, in this creative world where like what we do, a lot of that value we put on it, cause we know how long it takes us to build things Facts. per contract. Like you just need to execute, you know, on like what you said you would deliver. And so like, if I'm waiting on copy from them and like their dispute is, Hey, this guy hasn't furnished the things that he agreed that he was going to furnish to us. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what are you talking about? Here's the logo. Here's the business cards. Here's the homepage for the website. I was I writing on content. Here are the emails, right? Oh, here's, here's the moral. Have a written record of everything in email. There you go. That's, that was, that's yeah. gold. Yeah. Because I, I've been, yeah. Don't fall for like the phone call where you agree, you make an agreement and then you don't do a contract cause you're an idiot. And then, Oh, originally it was like a thousand bucks. Like, oh, we agreed on five hundred bucks, right? I'm like, uh, no. In the phone call, like a month ago, it was like a thousand bucks. Like, I don't yeah. remember saying a thousand bucks. I think you're wrong. I'm like, bro, no, you're not. Like, 
That shit does happen. Yeah. So you yeah. gotta fucking have a contract, like right off the rip. Like, all right, I'm gonna send you an email. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna send you an email. What we just discussed right now, and there's the paper chart right there. It's yeah. for your. It's just to cover your ass. Yeah. And there's no fuzziness. We're like, I forgot. No, bitch, you try to play me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, P, any anything some anything similar to that? Um, no, just keep a contract. Um, one thing I've had was when I did this shoot, and it was like a certain amount, and then they were like, okay, here. And I'm like, yo, like, where's the rest? And I was like, what do you mean? I thought that was, I thought the, they thought the deposit was the full pay, was the full pay for like the amount of photos. And then I screenshotted the conversation on DMs and then I sent it to them. Paper trail. And then they were like, oh, I was like, okay. Like they kind of said in a tone where like, fuck, man, like, all right, here you go. But from then on, I was like, fuck that. No matter how low I think, quote unquote, is the shoot, I'm going to send a contract. Hey, here's the price. Here's this. Boom. Sign it, and then we'll go from there. Boom. It can just be simple. Outline yeah. the fee schedule, what the deliverables are, and when it's going to yeah. be done. I always and, and I I do it in plain English too. Like I don't go fucking, I don't go uh freaking court lingo and shit like that where you got to decode shit. And like, what does this mean? Like, no, it's and, plain English. I'm gonna do this, this, and this. I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna give you this, this as well. And this is the cost. This is how you to pay me. Um, this is the deposit, and then the the last half here. Um, just like that. And shout out to my boy Alberto. He said, it's like I told him, he's like, yo, Pete, do you take a deposit? I'm like, like barely like 15, 20%. And then he's like, no, I always do 50%. At least like, 50% at up least. front. I was like, uh, and then my first it was like two shoots ago. I was like, I implemented that. I was like, fuck it, give me it's like I was like, you oh, I require fifty percent and then I'll send the contract over. But send the uh send the send the deposit fifty percent so I know you're serious, and then we'll set the date and that'll confirm your date, and then I'll send the contract. And they're like, no worries, boom, and they sent it. And I was like, oh my god, I'm like, what and, the fuck? And, and kind of like what you were saying, like the higher the client, they are gonna just pay you just to pay because like they know what the fuck's up. The yeah. lower clients like <clears throat> go back to that meme that we talked about months ago, like a couple months ago. This is my family's savings, so please. Yeah, <laughs> and and they're always going to ask you for so so much bullshit too. Yeah. It's like so many changes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's just a, and this is just like uh, successful people leave clues, right? People that um, can pay more money for your creative work have a better respect of time. They're going to show up on time. They're going to respect that they booked your time. They're going to understand why you're requiring a deposit. If somebody's giving you red flags on a deposit, <laughs> that's a move read, on. That, read that sign. Move the fuck on. Yeah. There's a thousand people that need a video. This is 2021. And if you're working with um, rappers, uh, good luck because they're not going to show up on time. That's a fucking <laughs> fact. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to fucking frame of the week, man. Let's go. So, Pete, you want to do some plugs while I get this real quick? Um, if you guys don't follow us on In The Frame on YouTube, subscribe. We're almost to that 100 subscriber number. So, please give us a favor. Do us a favor and follow us. Hit that In The sus- Frame podcast on Instagram. Hit that sub. Let's go, guys. Okay, so for the week, you'll see it here in front of Samuel's face is at Maryland photo- Photographs, I believe. Uh, don't know where they're based out of, but it's a wedding portrait. It's uh, pretty something simple. Um, it's got that orange sunset vibe look. What do you guys think about this? Love you it, used man. to shoot for You used to shoot um, weddings. So what do you think, man? It's fire. Symmetrical. Yeah. yeah. I like this. I love uh, the building. Yeah. The building is awesome. And that big window. Yeah. There's a little bit of reflection happening. Yeah. Really rugged. Um, super. Uh, what's that? Stucco vibes. San Clemente vibes. Is it, is, it, is it San Clemente? I don't know, but it's this a is a, oh Menifee Lakes. Is it in Menifee? Oh yeah, it is in Menifee. Not too far from here. Not too far from here. Yeah, a little past but, Temecula. But yeah, um, congrats on being in Frame of the Week, and thanks for supporting the Potter. And like I said, uh, if you're not following the Frame Podcast, give us a follow because we always share a lot of shit. 
especially during <laughs> shoots we always try to promote or try to show our bts behind the scenes exactly so if you uh dude there's been people fucking literally buying gear from our recommendations yeah. man i hope they're affiliate links by the way so uh make sure you guys click down below in the description to see what we're using for the podcast production um and yeah and so uh pete or samuel where can people find you dude shameless plugs here yeah man honor the vision on instagram just as it sounds honor the vision it'll be so, in the lower thirds and website uh for your business for yeah. any anyone out there looking for your specific style of content yeah uh the surge Okay, and are you looking for creators or are you looking for always? always you're always looking for creators. Always down. Yeah. Well, peeps, guys, hit if, them up. Does it, does it have to be local? I mean, no. You know what I'm saying? There you go. I'm down to go anywhere. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Any creators out there in the San Diego area or Southern California in general, uh, make sure to hit them up. It'll Let's be a link in the description. And Pete, where where can people find people you? You can find me at PeterCollinFrames.com, PeterCollinFrames on Instagram. Yeah. What about you? And people could find me on Instagram at a underscore Mendoza and on YouTube, Alberto Mendoza. So this is going to do it for Potter number 44, guys. 40 fucking four, almost to 50. Follow our boy Samuel. Drop some um, fucking gems, bro. It was, it was, it was, it was a great, really, 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 really great podcast, man. Tell him about- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he going to sit there? <laughs> guys, I hope you guys are really enjoying these. As always, um, give us that follow, give us that subscribe, give us that like. Drop a comment and, um, see if, if there's what do you anything want, that you learned. What do you want to to on your latest photo when this drops? What do you want them to comment on your latest photo? What emoji? Emoji. Let me get that thunderbolt. There you Thunderbolt. go. That's surge oh. bolt, baby. We're to the chargers. Cool. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were still here. <laughs> yeah, same. same. This is going to do for Potter number 44 of In the Frame Podcast with our boy Samuel. We'll catch you on 45. Peace. Peace.